Hey everybody, this is Eric Stark with Radio Arizona RV. Today is episode number 51. Episode 51 is going to be about taking care of your RV before you put it into winter storage. There's a, many things you need to do. I have a list of, you know, 10 or so items that, you know, kind of detail out here. Now keep in mind, we're not going to break it down item by item on how to do this. But I will have things on my website that are important at Radio Arizona RV that are going to require more detail. So now before we get into that, just a reminder, um, you know, if you want to sign up for our newsletter, you can go to RadioArizonaRV.com, receive our newsletter. That way you'll know when new podcasts are coming out, things are changing, something you need to know about or something I feel you need to know about. But I'm not going to bombard you with email, not going to spam you. In fact, in all of our websites, you can sign up for emails, and, and they vary depending on the website. You might get more, might get less, might get ones that are not so relevant to RV maintenance. If you go to sunpromfg.com, sign up there. So, you know, if you sign up for all three, you're covered. You'll get everything we've got. And like I said, we don't bombard people. In fact, we are more on the not send so much email out um, side of things because you probably know that. You don't get too many emails from us. We're, we're starting to get better at it. We want to improve to keep everybody in the know of what's going on, things that we feel are important or that I feel are important. So now back to our, our episode here, episode 51, about you know getting your RV for wintertime storage. Like I said, we're not, I'm not going to detail everything, but I want to have the list so it gets you thinking, this is what I need to do, things I need to take care of. Now, first and foremost would probably be winterizing the RV, and I'm talking about the fresh water system. And people that are in, live in areas where it freezes, you know, you have snow and ice, you understand what that is. And some people that live in other parts of the country, maybe the West Coast, freezing really isn't a problem in most places. Even in Arizona, you know, parts of Oregon, Washington, might not be an issue. But where it freezes, you definitely want to make sure your RV is taken care of. You want to make sure that fresh water system is as dry as it can be because we know that when the water freezes turns into ice ice expands and when there's no place to go it just breaks things and i think most people understand that rvers that have experienced this have gone through some winters get it they understand they probably had to spend some money on replacing some parts so we want to make sure that we avoid that that we get through the winter time without having to buy you know two three four hundred dollars worth of parts or paying someone to replace a bunch of water lines or or toilet valves so there's you know different schools of thought on how to winterize some people believe that just blowing out the water system is fine making sure that there's no water in the pump the valve on the toilet the water valve for the ice maker if you have one you know it's generally on the refrigerator you know and there's nothing wrong with that and i said you know they believe and really that's the reality of it so if you do that and everything's no water or dry it's going to work pretty good where other people think that um you know running antifreeze through the system is the way to go both ways work some people do both they blow out the entire system then they run the rv antifreeze through it and i should have said that both times rv antifreeze not any other kind of antifreeze it has to be rv antifreeze it's a food-grade antifreeze that's safe for freshwater systems. Not that you're going to want to drink it, but if you were to have some in the water, some residual, it's not going to hurt you. So RV antifreeze is what you want to use. You can get it at any RV store most of the time. Some stores do run out because our suppliers run out. Only so much antifreeze is made each winter time. They 
base it on you know what the weather's what the predicted weather is going to be they make that much and sometimes that's it so you want to you know make sure you take care of that and while you're doing the water system you know look at everything make sure the fresh water tank is emptied and i'm going to say the water heater even though it's part of winterizing make sure the water heater tank is emptied fresh water tank the hot water heater make sure the black and gray water tanks are empty and you would normally have those empty for storage anyway but you want to make sure they are empty even if they were you know had a little water in there a little waste it's not going to break the tank usually because you know, the water will just expand up and not push out and break the tank but why risk it just make sure they're empty and you know thinking of that make sure your sewer hose is empty and dry you know if there's liquid in there it can freeze ruin the hose it's just one more thing so i think we we get that i don't want to beat it to death but make sure the the water systems whether it's gray black or fresh are ready for winter time nothing to freeze freezing stuff costs money <laughs> try to save that harder in cash you know so that way when springtime comes around you can go on vacation you can afford it or buy some upgrades for your rv another thing to consider is covering the rv you know classic accessories make some real nice rv covers so does adco but i'm kind of gearing towards classic now i used to be kind of an adco fan but i'm changing directions got a little more education on them they have, do have some great covers they have the nylon one with rip stop they have a better warranty than adco so if you want to cover the rv i would look at the classic covers you know they, they get up there in price you know you're going to be looking at three four five hundred dollars minimum depending on what you're trying to cover but covers are nice you know it's going to help protect it from the elements it keeps the sun off it that's for sure so you know it's going to save the plastic things it's going to protect the the membrane on the roof and it's going to keep it drier and along those lines some people will actually put a tarp over their rv and then put a cover on it they put the tarp on to make sure no water gets in, and then the cover holds the tarp in place. They don't really have to worry about it during the winter time. So covers are a good option. You know, we sell a lot here at, um, in our store in Victor, Montana, which I, I have to mention is Highway 93 RV. I know we got all these different names, Highway 93 RV, Arizona RV, Radio Arizona RV, SunPro Manufacturing. I'm working on a plan to kind of narrow that field down but it just takes time we've been using these names for quite a while but i just had to throw that out there while i was thinking of it but we do sell a lot of them you know i see a lot of rvs with covers on them in winter storage so that's a a good thing it definitely helps in fact covers are good you know summer any time of year because it protects your rv from the outdoors from the elements so no another thing you want to do you know this is another point another thing to put on your checklist is get up on the roof and check your vent leads. Make sure that they're not cracked, they don't have holes in them, and they're not super brittle. You know, physically grab the vent lid and, and try to break off a piece of it. You know, don't tweak it real hard, but if it's brittle, just snap. Sometimes they look okay. You think, oh, there's no problem there. You know, then you get a heavy rain or some hail, and your vent lids are all broken. But you might not even check the RV because you're thinking, well, I just looked at it, everything looks good. You know, I have people come in the store that are coming in you know, four or five weeks after a hailstorm, needing ventlets. Well, when did it hail? Well, remember that storm we had, you know, five weeks ago? That's what they say. Okay, don't go five weeks because I know up here after the hailstorm is still raining and it rained many more times, so there's probably water in the RV. So check them and stay ahead of that. And you want to do this, you know, 
I would say a couple times a year and just make sure they're not broken. You don't always have to go on the rough. You know, you can look from the bottom up to see if they're broken or not. But the quality of it, if it's getting old and brittle, it's just going to snap. And along with vent lids, I would say to, oh, wait, let me mention one other thing, too. We're speaking about it. It fits right in. If you do have to replace your vent lids, if you don't want to take it off before you go to the RV store, take a picture of the hinge on it. Because that's what matters. That's how you buy a new vent lid. You don't buy it by the size. They're all about the same size. I got a tape measure just the other day just to re- reassure myself, you know, um, make sure I'm thinking right. All the, ta- all the vent lids measure just about the same. It's the hinge that dictates what vent lid someone needs. So take a picture of your hinge when you go to the RV store and show it to them, and they'll set you up with the right lid, and that saves some frustration. So also with your vent lids, or your vents on the roof outside of your escape hatch. If you haven't done so already, put the Max Air or Camco vent covers on. They cover the entire vent. They have a a vent on the cover itself, so it's still going to breathe when you have your lids open. But the point of these is they're super durable. You know, they can take a beating. They last for a long time. I mean, you know, I have had them on my trailer for, I don't know, 14 years now something like that trying to think how old the trailer is and what year it is doing the math in my head so forget that but they're at least 14 years old and they're still in good shape you know in some areas they're not going to last as long you know if you get more hail it might destroy them sooner but they protect the lids and they keep water out they reduce the sunshine that's on the lids and if the lids are open or your vents are open in you know windy conditions you don't get a bunch of debris inside if it's raining out, you don't get water in. Um, if it's snow out, you're not going to get any moisture in either. My trailer, when I brought it up to Montana, the vent lids were broken. Never got around to replacing them. Too busy. And I had the Max Air covers on, and I had no problems all winter long. The only thing I did was put in vent stuffers or the vent pillows, you know, the insulated pillows that go in the, the 14 by 14 hole. And I did that just not to keep water out or anything it was just to uh, keep the trailer a little warmer if you will it's a little insulation factor which i would recommend you know regardless you know if you're in a hot area cold area having those to put in the vents works nice to keep it a little bit warmer or cooler in there depending on the time of year and if you were to get some water in you know for some reason or to get some spray in there that vent stuffer or vent pillow would catch it and keep it from going into the rest of the RV. But you won't have that problem. So Max Air, Camco, they make the vent covers for your standard 14 by 14 vents that are non-powered. And for the like bathroom type with the 7-inch fan blade, you know, regular Max Air will work on there. But if you have a fantastic fan with a larger fan blade, the high volume output uh, vents, then you'll need the ones that are bigger. Um, fantastic Fan makes one for it. It's designed just for the high output fans, and that's what I'd recommend is going with the one that Fantastic Fan makes. It's um, priced, you know, they're about 65 bucks, 70 bucks, maybe a little more depending on where you buy it. Super durable, and again, they mount real easy just like the other ones. No holes in the roof. They work ideal, and they allow that large volume of air to still go through. If you use the other ones, the wrong one, you'll burn up the motor on the high output uh, fans like the Fantastic Fans. That's the vents. A little longer than I wanted, but make sure you you check them and do those things. If you can, put the vent covers on. Now, while you're on the roof and you're not climbing down yet, you got to stay up there a little bit longer. You got to check for leaks on the roof. 
Make sure that all the vents still have a good seal on them. All the plumbing vents are still sealed. If you have a rack on the roof or a ladder, make sure those stanchion bases are still sealed properly. Your refrigerator vent, not only the lid on the refrigerator vent, but the base. Sometimes those bases uh, don't get replaced very often. You might buy a new lid, but you leave the old base. Tap the side of that base. If it breaks, it's time to replace it. And, you know, doing some of this stuff, when you're geared up for it, you know, I've got to do it. If you're going to do one thing on the roof, check it all because it's a lot easier when you already have all your tools up there, your sealant's up there, you're in that mode, you're scraping and cleaning and sealing. You know, to do one thing at a time and kind of piecemeal together, it's going to take longer to do, it's going to be more annoying, and you're not going to want to do it. And then all you're going to think about is that was a real chore. So if you do them all at once, you save a lot of time and a lot of headache and make your life easier. Then when you're done, that roof is good, man. I just did some stuff to mine. My skylight broke during the wintertime. Uh, a little too much snow on the roof, went to clean some of it off, and it just cracked, and there it is. You know, you got a hole in the roof. Oh, man, that sucked. So I built a box for it and covered it just to get me through the winter time. It actually worked really well. I uh, got no rain from the, or no moisture in from the snow. We had some heavy rains. Not a drop came in. So keep that in mind. If your skylight breaks in a pinch, put a box over it. I made mine out of wood, but do whatever you got to do. I've heard some people using crates and things like that. And that'll get you through the winter time if something like that happens. So that's just a little trick there. Sealing it, you're done with it. Make sure the roof's good. Leaks suck. You you just don't want any leaks. And so now you were going to climb off the roof. You've got it nice and sealed. You know, you're not going to worry about it. And come winter time, you know, you might have to get up there and clean some snow off of it. Guards to that, I'd take a picture of your roof. That way you have a picture and you know where everything's at. Because, you know, clean the snow off a roof sometimes. You forget where things are at. Hmm, where's that plumbing vent? Oh, man, where's that 14 by 14 vent? I think it's right over here. Then you take a step and you go right through it. You don't want to do that. Or you kick the plumbing vent. You know, you trip over it and break it. Take a picture. You might even mark things, you know, whatever you got to do, depending on how much snow you get and if it melts on its own or if you have to get up there and actually shovel it off. This last winter I had to shovel it off because the ceiling was starting to bow a little bit. Didn't want that. Maintenance. It's owning an RV, right? It's just things we got to do. All right, so now let's get off that roof finally. We're down on the ground. So on the ground, we want to make sure our windows aren't leaking. Trim on the side of the RV. If, you know, the ceiling on it's peeled up or, you know, it's gone away or it looks pretty poor, you might want to start thinking about resealing some things on the RV. Make sure those windows are nice and dry. You don't want any moisture coming through those. Windows can be a little bit of a chore to, to seal up, but taking the time to do it you know you got to remove the window so doing that and doing it right is worth it you know don't just add more sealant onto the side of the rv that isn't a fix that's temporary at best and it looks horrible and cleaning up all that stuff after the fact is a lot harder to do i've seen it a million times it's just like people that use duct tape and i know everybody uses duct tape well i don't a roll of duct tape will last me for years but you know sometimes duct tape Tape gets used to seal something up temporarily, and next thing you know, it's on there for months, and it's then all of a sudden you got to take that duct tape off. It takes longer to get the duct tape off sometimes than it is to do the job to fix it right the first time. But I get it. In an emergency, do what you got to do, but take care of it the right way sooner than later. So, you know, there's the, you know, the hatches on the side of the RV. Anywhere water can get in, you want to make sure it's sealed up. Water just causes damage. You know, like on my trailer, it has this trim, and below the trim is um, 
uh, diamond plate aluminum. And underneath the diamond plate is just pieces of wood. This is the most cheesy built trailer I've seen. And this is a forest river. I'm going to say it because I'd never buy another forest river RV again in my life, new, used, or otherwise. And so I have some damage that I need to take care of before winter comes. And so I'll be busy doing that. Back some of it's kind of serious. The rot, the awning's fallen off on the, the feet of it. So I got to take care of that. So look at the RV. Little things sometimes don't seem that big, but all of a sudden it starts leaking. You go through months of that. Then you have damage on the inside that sometimes turns into a major process to take care of. So you want that RV dry. And now just some minor things, keeping the air pressure up in the tires, especially on travel trailers or fifth wheels, put it up to the maximum pressure. And I say that because you might park the RV and just think, well, I don't have to worry about this thing till springtime. Well, the tires are still there. You don't want them to be flat. You want them to have the most pressure possible to keep them in better shape. You know, trailer tires are expensive and they need to be maintained. I've done an episode on trailer tire maintenance. I'm not going to cover it all but you know they're designed to spin and turn and go down the road they're not designed to sit and when they are sitting they need to have the maximum pressure in them and you know sometimes it's hard to get an rv out during the winter time it might get snowed in so it's not like you can pull the trailer out and rotate the tires and get some life back into them drive the trailer around for 10 miles or so to get those tires lubricated and spinning much harder to do in the winter time so it takes some preventative you know maintenance beforehand and that'll extend the life and that's a minor thing you know but it's something we forget we kind of neglect certain stuff and you know knowing what repairs need to be done before you put it into storage is a good thing too you know there might be some minor repairs that you could just do get them done before you put it into storage and then you're done with it there might be some other repairs that maybe aren't worth doing like maybe the awning fabric has gone bad or is going bad And remember, if I've never mentioned this, we sell RV awning fabrics. And we sell Solera. That's our favorite. Well, we sell Dometic too. We sell Carefree, but Solera is our favorite. So in case you need an RV awning fabric, give me a call. We got them. We can take care of you. That's just in case you haven't heard that before from me (laughs) or seen it on our websites. But seriously, look at your RV awning. If the fabric's bad, it might just be better to wait till springtime. If you're not going to use the awning, who cares? It's not going to hurt anything else. It's not going to affect anything else. And there's no point in putting a new awning on and letting it sit for, you know, three, six, five months, whatever, until you use the RV again. Just let it ride till springtime, but just put it on your list to make sure you take care of it. You know, a lot of service centers get busy, you know, come springtime. So it's hard to get your RV in if you're going to pay someone to do it. If you're doing it itself, it's not so bad, but sometimes they get backed up for weeks at a time. Some of them are months at a time. You know, they're booked out for two months. So you don't want to, you know, ruin your vacation or not go on vacation because you can't get something done. So that's where making a list comes in handy because, you know, we forget things. We say, hey, I'll remember that. How could I forget that? Well, you probably will. Make a list and, you know, you can just throw the list inside the RV, set it in the sink so it's not going to blow off the counter or get moved or thrown away. You know, RV repair list, come springtime, you know, and put it in the sink or in the RV, you know, and that way it's there. Then take care of it. So that's part of preparation for wintertime. You want to get ahead of these things. Having a list of repairs is a good thing. Now, batteries, RV batteries, you know, there's a lot of stuff on RV batteries, how to store them, when to store them, why to store them, and, you know, all these little things and what you can and can't do. 
you know, I did an episode on RV battery storage last year. And again, I'm not going to go through all the details, but I remember looking online and it's just a mess. (laughs) It's confusion on what to do with RV batteries. So I recommend listening to the episode. I should have the number of it in front of me, but I don't go to my website, radioarizonarv.com, click on episodes and it'll be one listed there. It's probably like, you know, number 40, 40, 41, 39, somewhere in there. I apologize for not having that episode number ready, but I will find it and put it in the, on, on the, the episode show notes on radio, Arizona RV for episode number 51, which is what we're recording today. So RV batteries, um, you need to do something with them. You can't just park your RV and walk away from it. You know, we're talking about the house batteries. And if you have a motor home, you know, the cranking battery needs to be maintained too. You have to do something with it. You know, a charged battery will not freeze, but the battery has to be charged. And RV batteries drain down over time. You know, a fully charged battery in really good condition will probably make it through a wintertime okay. It's probably better not to take a chance with that. And owning an RV, you should own a battery charger. That should just be part of owning an RV. And, you know, battery chargers have converters built into them with battery chargers built into the converter. And as long as that's working good and you can keep your RV plugged in and you have a modern converter that's going to keep a float charge on the batteries, you're probably going to be fine. Now, if you're concerned that the batteries are going to freeze, even though they won't when the batteries are charged, take the batteries out. You know, there's a nice safety net there. If you just take them out of the RV, put them in the garage, put a trickle charger on them, one that will keep a float on it, but it's not going to continuously charge them. You know, you can't have a battery continuously charged because it will ruin the battery because it's overcharged it gets too much so that's where modern battery chargers come in where they turn on and off they they charge the battery when it gets low and turn off when it gets low again they turn back on and charge the battery and that's what the converter in your rv should be doing too if it's working properly you know batteries at 125 140 bucks a piece 100 bucks a piece where you buy them you know you don't want to have to replace those every year And it's a simple thing to do. And for peace of mind, if you know you're not going to use the RV and you know you're not going to go out there and have to turn on the electrical or anything, you know, because the batteries are out, then just take them out. Put them in the garage, the storage shed, you know, keep a charger on them, and you should be good. And like I said, a good set of batteries or a good battery, if it's in good shape, you know, you can have it fully charged and it should make it through the winter okay. And all of my information I got was from interstate batteries i called them up talked to someone on the phone they sent me some info there was another source online i found which is in the podcast that i uh did on batteries so i wanted to make sure you know i don't want to hear all the wives tales and all the nonsense and tell you guys you got to jump through all these hoops to charge your batteries or save them for the winter time but make sure you do take care of your batteries so that's the the quick rundown list of what to do to prepare your RV for winter. It's not too painful. You know, I think some of it's pretty obvious. I know for my customers that come into the store, you know, they they ask about this kind of stuff. So they're already thinking this way or they ask questions besides this, this, and this, what do I need to do? So the list isn't real comprehensive. It's just a basic list, but there are things that you need to do. So I hope this helps, and I will have this on the website, and I'll probably have some other stuff added to it if I find anything else or come up with something by the time I publish this. So I want to 
thank you for listening today. And don't forget to uh, sign up for our email list. And we also have a YouTube channel, which I have quite a few videos on there on just basic information on RV parts, which I'm, which are, you know, helpful. You want to look at something, there it is. You know, it's straightforward information. I think you guys know that I just tell you the way it is. You know, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. If I don't believe in a product, I'm not going to sell it. I'm not going to get behind it. I only sell what I believe in. Thanks again for listening. And this is Eric Stark with Radio Arizona RV.